Welcome to this week's Money and Investing show. This week, guys, we are looking at how to deal with setbacks. They're going to happen, and it's a question of how you deal with them as to whether it means it's game over or whether it's game on. That's simply a matter for you, and there are some wonderful pointers in this session that are going to help steer you towards a success level that you deserve. in the show. Hey guys, welcome to this week's Money and Investing show with me, your host, Andrew Baxter, and as always, my offsider and co-host, Mitchell Renshaw. How you doing, buddy? Very well. Thank you very much, my friend. Thanks for having me on the show, virtual as we are. Looking good across the border there, buddy. Yes, indeed, mate. Uh, I've had a bit of time of isolation and uh, yeah, looking forward to getting back into the saddle, that's for sure. But, uh, Haven't we all? I think we've all been run down with COVID in one way or another, which is probably a good little segue into what we're supposed to talk about today. And that is, of course, dealing with setbacks, a bit of a personal development podcast, very true in the current environment that we're in. So let's break it down. Indeed, dealing with setbacks, is it something that sets you back or is it something that then sets you up to move forward? And I guess it's just a question of how we deal with things. You know, life, I think, has, has got a habit of throwing us curveballs. Uh, and one of the major things, I believe, that separates success from frustration or going around in circles is that ability to be nimble and, and to be able to accommodate the setback and stay really on track and stay true. You know, obviously, you know, we're in what would now be the third year of a pandemic. And one of the big business terms of a couple of years ago was that ability to pivot as a business and refocus and change. And the same skill set are required uh, of each and every one of us uh, as individuals if we want to be able to stay on track for our goals, because they're very rarely smooth sailing unless you've set yourself some pretty average, pretty low bar goals. I think that's definitely true. If you've got some audacious goals, you're always going to have setbacks. It's a given, I think, particularly in this environment. So let's first chat about AB. Uh, like, any, uh, like any kind of problem, I guess, is to premise it as to acknowledging what is going on. So can you comment on, I guess, just being face-to-face with that setback and really acknowledge it looking in, in the eye? Yeah, look, we, we just did a, a planning day with a, a, a group of our clients and one of the things I like to refer to, we call it a biometric feedback loop uh, and pretty hard to do without the whiteboard and explain, but the reality is it's about taking a, a step of action, which then gives you a result or an outcome. You then evaluate that result or outcome to see if it's what you want and if it is, do more of what you're doing and if it's not, then you need to modify that course of action, uh, the goal of which to take more of the right kind of action, less of the wrong action in order to, to move you forward to what, that which you want. Uh, and to do that, there's a couple of things. Obviously, number one, you need to know with a level of clarity and specificity what exactly it is that you want. But secondly, I think is that ability to be very, very objective uh, with what you want as the result from that outcome. Yeah, the more measured and precise you can be in terms of what you're looking from a result, whether it's a trade, whether it's in a relationship, whether it's health and fitness, whether it's anything in between, the specificity uh, and, and the ability to really analyze that result and go, this is great, I'm making progress towards that which I want, or yeah, look, we're just not on track at the moment. I'm getting a result, but it's not what I'm after. And I'm going to be brutally honest. It's not what I'm after. What do I need to do differently in order to get back on track? And that's, I guess, the, the crux of really being able to handle or deal with setbacks in whichever form or shape that they come in. Well, no doubt you've certainly, as we all have, had plenty in your life. So let's run through some, um, some practical examples. Let's take the example, AB, that maybe a trade goes wrong, which is our game, obviously, money and investing in the stock market. What are you doing? What are you thinking? A trade goes wrong. How are you reevaluating and getting back up off the canvas? 
Yeah, look, I think that's a, a beautiful example to start with. And this, more than anything, I believe, highlights the whole process that we encourage of journaling and, and probably what I'd call a trade post-mortem, which I appreciate probably sounds a little bit macabre, uh, the purpose of which is to look at the outcome from your trade and say, okay, what did I get versus what did I expect? Now, they may be in line with each other. A good example of that would be something like a covered call where you've sold an option and you've been exercised for maximum profit. You got exactly what you came for, perfect trade. It may be that things didn't work out in quite the way that you'd like. And I think once you get to the fact that the outcome is not in line with that which you wanted, you really do have to be brutally honest and ask yourself, okay, why was this? Was it something that was out of my control or was it something that was within my control? Because the pathways to fixing that kind of challenge are very, very different. So we start with something that was out of your control. Uh, you got into a trade, company came out with an announcement that was unexpected uh, by all parties um, and, and the trade hasn't worked out as a consequence. It's something that was out of your control. What you can start to then look at is, well, okay, what in my process can I add or tighten the nuts and bolts up to, to ensure that maybe that's something I have a more in tune ability to identify if there's going to be a problem. So classic example of this is someone enters into a trade you know, a couple of days before the company announces its quarterly or semi-annual annual results and the share price drops heavily on those results. You know, oh, I didn't realize they were reporting. Well, one of the things to build into your trading process is to have a look at what the reporting date was. It actually is something that was within your control because those reporting dates are, are made public well in advance to know that that particular landmine um, is there. Uh, an alternate to that might be where something perhaps is, is, is out of your control. Let's say, for example, you're trading a stock, uh, let's take something in the wine space seeing as we're coming off the back of the holiday season and, and, and the company that you're dealing with has been slugged with uh, a major import tax to its major export market. And this is something that happened with Treasury Wines, um, trade tensions with China, China slapped on you know, some fairly substantial tariffs on the business and as a consequence, the share price hemorrhaged. Well, that's really something that's arguably out of your control. Wouldn't necessarily be something that you'd pick up within normal trading analysis. And yes, you could look at geopolitical risk and things like that. But for most retail investors, for Joe Bag of Donuts, the person in the stock market, that's a pretty, pretty big ask to be across those sorts of things. And so, you know, that's a random left field event that can come along and derail you and shouldn't derail you from your overall trading if it's not something you can build, build into your trading plan. So the question to that, how how do you differ between the two mentally? If it's out of your control, is it a matter of simply accepting that and saying it wasn't in my control, therefore I can't worry about it? Whereas if it is in your control, really going back to the drawing board and fixing a process along the way. That's exactly right, Mitch. If it's out of your control, you can't sort of keep using that as a get out of jail card if you're a serial offender at doing the wrong thing. <laughs> to quote the song. Um, you know, you do have to be bound honest uh, with yourself in regards to this because ultimately it's you that stands to gain or lose the most depending on how effective you are evaluating what you're doing. So, you know, if you take a really good look at it and go, look, there just is nothing I could have done or included within my business plan, my trading plan to have been able to identify that series of events 
let's just chalk that one up to the fact that it was an extraneous force majeure or something random that happened in the market um, and, and, and just have to shrug it off and move forward. Hopefully your risk management has been in play enough to, to, to contain the damage on the trade. That said, if it was something that was within your control, this self-examination is extremely confronting because as human beings, none of us ever want to say, look, I was wrong, I did something wrong, I made a mistake. Yet it's it's almost cathartic to get to that point and go, look, I really ballsed up, I should have realized that I didn't. So let's now modify my plan going forward so that it's not something that becomes a recurring issue. You know, it's never a loss if it's a learning exercise, it's simply an investment in your education. <laughs> I totally couldn't agree more. And I think it comes back to that first point we made, you've got to face it. So if you have messed up, you know, I screwed up, I didn't do the right thing or I missed something, whatever it may be, being honest with yourself, as you mentioned, and just putting it down to a learning exercise is the best way forward. If we then transition that AB into something a little more arbitrary, let's say you've got an audacious goal that you're looking to achieve this year, but you find yourself after some level of self-analysis off track what is the quickest and most effective way to get back on track in its simplest form? Yeah, look, I, I think that ability to reframe, I'll give you a really simple example. It's a live one. It's one that's current for me. You know, we've just done a, a planning day and gone through what our goals are for the year. And as you all know, health and fitness is a big one for me this year. So I'm all set. I've got my training regime laid out and I've been laid up with COVID for you know, about seven or eight days. And all of a sudden, that training regime that should have started, you know, nine days ago has been in this hiatus because it's just simply not been possible to train in the fashion that I wanted to due to that. It's out of my control. I didn't ask to get COVID. And uh, for anyone else out there, uh, maybe it was the 5G injection I had. Maybe <laughs> it's, um, it's uh, Bill Gates floating around in my blood that gave it to me. But you know, the reality is it is a setback and how you choose to deal with that setback. And I'll be quite honest with you. Initially, when I did my test and the two lines come up, I was pretty cranky because I really have worked very hard to make sure I don't expose myself or my family uh, to unnecessary risk in that space. So I was pretty cranky. And I think when, when something comes along like that, and we talked to this uh, within our planning day the other day, yeah, there are two thought processes that go on within our brain. There's red brain and there's blue brain. Blue brain is really analytical, it's really creative, and it's really under control. And then there's red brain where you get really angry and really frustrated and everything goes out the window and you just sort of beat yourself up or beat somebody else up. Well, still, um, yeah, it, it can kick in. And, and I'll be honest with you, for the first probably half an hour, 40 minutes, uh, when I got my test results back, I was in red brain mode. How dare somebody? And you go, look, okay, there's nothing you can do about this other than make sure you don't pass it on to anyone in the family. So you know, I'm very fortunate. Yeah, we, we've got a big house and a big property. So I was able to uh, isolate myself well, well away from my family to make sure that there was, there was no risk to them. And touch wood, you know, they, they haven't caught it. Um, so you take the immediate steps. Okay, what can you do to stop this uh, from becoming a bigger issue within the family? And then you go, okay, what else can I say here? Well, do you know something? In my instance, this is actually a gift. Now, this whole mental game that we play with ourselves is never us versus our goal. It's never us versus the market or the challenges we have. It's us versus ourselves. So I've gone from being in red brain, really cranky and health goals out the window for the next couple of weeks. And I'm not going to be able to spend time with my kids for the next week or so. And da, 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 to say, okay, what can I do with this opportunity I've been gifted? And with five children, um, my poor wife, she is a saint, I swear. And I've said this before and I'll say it again for our listeners. My wife truly is a saint. Um, five kids at seven years of age and under. And it's like, dad's not going to be available to help with bath time uh, and, and the stuff around the house and nappy changes and kids wake up in the night and all the delights that go alongside having a family. 
So it's all been on my wife's shoulders. Now, what that did for me, it made me feel pretty bad, I'll be honest with you, quite guilty. The other side of the coin is it has created all this time that would ordinarily have been spent doing stuff with my kids and around the house, saying, right, I've been gifted this time. What can I do with that that isn't a health and fitness goal, which I can't deal with it right now, but maybe it's something a little bit more cerebral. So I've had my head down for the last you know, seven, eight days in a US business and working on their Aussie business plan and developing a couple of new products because I've had the time and space to do that. So within that adversity, the red brain, flash, 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 cranky, angry, resentful, and who dare to, okay, where's the gift in this? And what can I do with the time I've now got that I wasn't expecting to have? And what can I build to show for it? And I could have spent the 10 days you know, reading on Netflix or doing whatever people do when they've got this. I've done a heap of work out on the farm, which I can do outside. As I say, I've spent my time working on my business plan. And the worst of it, uh, it, it was really confronting is sort of looking through the window at your family going, hey, how are you going, guys? What's going on? And not being able to give them a cuddle and a kiss. That's awful. That's a trade-off, but the gift in it was the time. So, you know, I think if you've got the ability to, and, and that, that's a real and current example uh, of something that has affected a lot of people in our business, has affected a lot of our staff. We've had staff that have had this, and know that will affect a lot of our audience and ecosystem as we go forward as this pandemic continues. Where is the gift in this? And I think that reframe is something that's extremely important. And, and reframing things from being a problem to an opportunity is probably one of the biggest breakthroughs you have in this game of you versus you rather than you versus life. I think it's, it's massive. Having the correct mindset is imperative. And like any goal, when you've run so hard, sometimes having a setback is, as you mentioned, a gift because you can then look back and say, do you know what? I probably could have changed this or, or done this better. Your current example is awesome, AB. So thanks for sharing that. Really, I think for our listeners out there, is there any kind of drills? And I know that sounds quite militant, but ultimately if we're serious about achieving goals, we've got to be pretty hardcore, right? Any drills out there to understand what it is that you might be doing wrong if you're off track on a goal and how ultimately to get back on track as quick as possible? Well, I think regular reviews are absolutely pivotal. So when you take action and you get a result, review that result. Don't just go, oh, yeah, I've got to trade away. Have a look and really understand if it worked really well, why did it work really well? If it didn't, where did it fill off and go wrong? You know, we're talking about trading as obviously an example here. It's no different if you were cooking a meal for someone and it went horribly wrong, you've got to go, okay, well, what was wrong with it? If it was served in an urn because you've cremated the food, then probably turn the oven down or don't put it in for as long or whatever it might be. But you have to evaluate what the problem was. And being as objective about that, uh, I think, you know, real leadership in life um, starts with leading yourself. And that ability to know when you've ballsed up and something has gone wrong, if you're a leader, you'll acknowledge and go, do you know something? I stuffed up. And it's down to me to put it right. And that brutal honesty is really hard. It's so easy to, to point the finger or make excuses. And in the world of trading, it really isn't anybody else's issue. It was you that clicked the button. It's you that authorized the trade. It's in your account. And so the buck does literally stop with you. You can't pass it on and go, oh, the analyst report I read was duff or the other data on my chart was wrong or the advice I received was this because you could, have, you could have ignored that advice if you chose to. It's all on you. And you've got to accept that in the first instance. And that's something I think for a lot of people is quite confronting because we live in a society where it's, it's okay. We don't blame anybody. You know, it didn't work out, but no one really accepts blame. And you can look at that literally from the top down from politics right the way through. No one ever wants to cop it and say, I stuffed up. It's on me. Real leadership is about doing that. So we've created a society where admitting you're wrong 
and accepting it is, is almost a non-event. It just doesn't happen. And I think from a huge leap forward, personal development wise, is not to be constrained with that model that's in society is to say, look, I'm going to be different in a good way. And I will admit my failings and faults. And I can then, once I acknowledge and recognize them, take action steps to fix that problem and change the path that I'm on. And that can be quite hard to do if you're on your own. If you're part of a bigger thing, our ecosystem is a good example of that. There's so much support where you can reach out and go, look, I stuffed up. What did I do wrong? How do I fix it? And look, yeah, we've got plenty, plenty of drills, sort of umpteen books behind me on drills as a trader to keep you on point to make sure that, um, you know, that, that, you, um, that, you're, that you're able to keep moving forward and you don't sort of get caught in that quagmire. Um, but red and blue brain are two really important things to understand. You know, if you think about road rage, you could be the most... Um, easy going person in the world, you're driving your car, there's someone in the overtaking lane doing 70 in a 100 zone, you honk the horn, flash the lights, they don't move, so you put the indicator on, you get to undertake them, they cut in front of you in the inside lane, you know, what's this idiot on now? And then before you know it, you're in the hard shoulder, getting involved in an altercation with someone who's just so ridiculous, that's red brain in its purest form. Whereas, you know, if you can maintain that blue brain where your things are under control, you're never going to control the market, but by having a good trading plan, for example, um, you, you can have the ability to control what your actions are in that market you keep. Think about health and fitness goal. Okay, red brain comes along, I'm resentful, I can't train today. You know, you talked about having injuries um, last year, which was a big plague for you. Same thing, red brain, really angry, why does this happen to me? All the negative self-talk that can happen, you go, okay, what's going on here? Well, the reason I'm getting soft tissue injuries is because I don't stretch enough. And now I can fix it if I'm bone honest, get some expert help, what do I need to do, physio, trainer or whatever it might be, here's my TheraBand and off I go and I stretch and now I don't have those issues. But it starts by recognizing not the problem, but what caused the problem. And the cause of the problem most of the time is you. Hardest thing to admit though, right? Because, you know, we're never wrong. I mean, I was almost wrong once and then I realized I've nearly made a mistake. <laughs> well said. And uh, there's, a, there's a couple of golden nuggets in there. I think be honest with yourself, have a plan and a process and be bone honest. And that way, we can all achieve the most audacious goals in 2022, AB. So any final words to cap us off today? Look, there, is, there are some really simple drills, particularly, I mean, you can apply these, if you will, in the trading or workspace. Um, and if you find yourself sort of sliding into typical red brain is a real narrow focus and you tend to obsess and you know, just ruminate on things and, uh, and have really negative feelings and things like that. You know, some of the obvious ones, number one is move around because as soon as you start to move around and change your physiology, distract yourself. So if you've got this negative mindset, distract yourself uh, or engage. If you're really pissed on something, just engage in something that's totally different for half an hour, forget about it and then come back to it. And this is stuff that's really, really important. If you think about someone that's a golfer, uh, if you play golf, you might miss a putt or have a really bad tee shot. Uh, how do you get yourself back in the zone for that next shot and forget about what just went wrong previous shot and there are examples of that. Um, it's important to learn from it though. And I think that analysis phase where you examine what you've done, journaling, describe what you've done and evaluate why you did it. Oh, I didn't use my stop loss. Well, why? Oh yeah, I just didn't want to use it in case I locked in a loss. I'd rather not do that. Now you've got a real big loss on the prop. So, you know, evaluate what's going on there and then get into the reframing and go, okay, relabel this. This isn't a problem it's an opportunity it's not something and a good one for this is i don't have to do this i get to do it so it makes it sound like it's a choice rather than a chore that's something that's absolutely crucial um and and, and if you follow those as sort of a, a bit of a pathway to get yourself back on point 
uh, they'll probably help you. But it starts by being clear as to what you want, be focused on the action you're taking, and then evaluate that action at all times. So in our journaling system, for example, Mitch, as you well know, we all live and breathe this stuff. Every week we do a weekly evaluation. How was my week? What did I do? What were my wins? What were my frustrations? What would I modify next time around? And we do the same thing every single week to keep that week by week growth happening. At the end of the month, the end of the quarter, there's a little bit more of an expansive uh, and dig deeper kind of evaluation there. And they sound really basic and they are. Uh, and just what? World-class basics every single time will get you across the line. Do the basics well, life takes care of itself. Admitting you're wrong, is a basic thing, but it's one that uh, ego as we get older, especially us males, uh, seems to evolve in a way where it's very, very hard for us to say, look, I stuffed up, it's my fault. Right, so you know, true leadership is not about being a leader in a business, it's about being a leader of yourself. And that starts by being honest and being methodical. You know, make sure you're clear on what you want, look at the result you're getting from the action you're taking and really evaluate and analyze that to the nth degree and modify your action plan on the back of it. These are Simple things, it's what we do within our journaling, as we've mentioned, and bottom line is simple. They're basic things, they're world-class basics. And if you get the basics right, everything takes care of itself. So it's one of those things, you've just got to be bone honest with yourself. There's no ego involved with this. It's just about seeing it for what it is and getting the job done. And that's how you set yourself up to be able to deal with setbacks and brush them off and continue to grow each and every step of the way along the journey. Awesome, AB. What a great way to finish. Thanks very much for your insight today. Most appreciated. Absolute pleasure, Mitch, anytime. There you have it, guys. Make sure you give us a review and a rating and we'll look forward to seeing you next week.